0: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.TV to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Talk to Will Manso here. Will Manso is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Sports anchor at Local 10 in Miami. And tonight is Kevin Love night, Will. So... Let's start with overall impact, not about tonight's game, because I want to know that later on what you're expecting tonight. But overall impact, what kind of impact does Kevin Love, the signing of Kevin Love, have for the Miami Heat for this season?
2: Well, I, I think he's got a big impact on the broadcast team because I've got to think E. Reed is going to say Love is in the air at least 10 times tonight. So, <laughs> so I look forward to that.
1: 100 so right yeah jack is gonna have some stuff,
2: stuff in the holster go. yeah oh he's got those ready no but i think look guys i think you know you look at a guy like kevin love and we got to see him yesterday firsthand for the first time i mean he's he's as advertised he's a pro's pro 15 years a championship five all-stars he can still shoot the three when he's healthy i think he's smart he's dependable he knows what culture cultures about he says he's you know from afar has always respected it and I think it gives the heat a little bit of what they need, which is sort of a stability in that four spot. Somebody who can stretch the floor space, shoot threes, and, you know, from a basketball standpoint, he seems like a perfect fit if he's healthy.
0: But what are we talking about numbers wise here? Will, like, is, I don't, I know he's not going to start, but like he's, he, can he go out there and really turn this offense around? Because like you said, you were saying him as positives. I'm looking at 15 years as a negative. He's old.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, in basketball, he's 34. In basketball years, that is getting up there. You know, I mean, that's, let's face it, that's 15 years in the league. Some will call it experience, some will call it old. But I think the one thing about that his game, right, is that his game has evolved to the point where it hasn't aged as much in the minutes that you're going to use him. You know, if you had to plug him in at the four and say, give us 30, 35 minutes a game, yeah, I would probably say that's a bad idea because I don't think he would hold up in in this game the way he is, again, at his age and and the wear and tear probably wouldn't work. But I think Stretch is – you know, Channing, you saw him as a 6 man of the year candidate last year. You see even when he's been healthy this year, he can give you a consistent 10, 12 points, 8, 10 rebounds, shoot in the high 30s from three – I think he can give you that. Let's face it, he's lacking that. I mean, they don't have that dependable big that can shoot. They've just been missing. There's something missing about that team. And I'm not saying, guys, in any way that Kevin Love is the missing piece and he's going to take them to a title. I mean, I'm not going to exaggerate his impact that much. But I think just from a pure basketball standpoint, it's a big impact. It's something they've been lacking and that they need. And 20-plus games left in the season, they need some sort of spark down the stretch to get out of the kind of mediocrity they've been all year long.
1: I know Crowder said he doesn't see him as a starter. I think he will be come playoff time. What about tonight, though? You know, I, I was telling the guys at the beginning of the show. Yesterday, I was all about, you know what? I'm going to bet every Kevin Love over that there is because he's going to show out tonight. <laughs> but then I started thinking, you know what? If if past performance is a guide, Spo doesn't just throw someone out there. He like... They have very tight reins on new guys, and so what? What do you mm-hmm. expect tonight? How many? How many minutes is realistic for Kevin Love tonight?
2: Well, I mean, two things there. First of all, back to your point of the starter. I do think that come playoff time, if he if he shows he can be the Kevin Love, which I think he, you know, he still believes he is, and the Heat certainly do. Then, yeah, I think there's a chance he could start because one thing about Spo, he hasn't he's shown the ability. He hasn't been afraid. In the playoffs, you just say, okay, Duncan, you're on the bench. Max, you're the starter. You're on the bench. You're the starter as far as a big, you know, moving guys around. Myers Leonard a few years ago. I mean, they will, and he will, and staff, start Kevin Love if Kevin Love can help them in that spot in the postseason, and maybe even in the regular season as time goes on. But I think tonight, yeah, it's supposed that he's going to play, supposed that he's ready to play let's face it, he hasn't been playing much. Channing mentioned he's 34. There's some wear and tear. There's some, you know, you've got you to gotta kind of ease him in. You can't just throw him in and play him 25 minutes. But could he get a couple of eight-minute runs tonight? Yeah, I could see that happening. Six, eight-minute runs and play 15 minutes tonight. Uh, I, I foresee something like that happening. Also, depending on how the game's going, guys, you know, is it a close game? Is it a blowout? Is, is it tight? You know, these, are, these games matter so much. You don't want to start experimenting, you know, in the middle of the game. But I think he's going to play tonight and and hopefully
0: play a big role. And, Will, there's only so many minutes. As love gets more minutes, who do we see less? I mean, I think the realistic thing is that
2: Caleb is, you know, for all the good that he's been – and, man, Caleb's been a lot of good this year. He's been playing out of position, you know, and and Caleb's done a strong job. And it's funny because every time that Heat guys praise Caleb – a lot of people take it as an insult because they're like, well, they're basically saying he's not really a four. Well, I mean, duh, he's not really a four in the standard of this game. Spo calls him positionless and guys can play everywhere. But, you know, you should have somebody who's a little bigger, probably more of a rebounder and that kind of player at that four. But Caleb's made the most of it, and he's been so good. But I think that you're going to have to shift his minutes around. Is he more of a starting four now, backup? to Jimmy as time goes on at the three, I think those are the minutes you wonder. And also, you know, who gets the big minutes is, you know, with with Deadman gone, you're slowly on his way back. What does Zeller give you as well? There's a lot of things that Spoh's got to figure out because what are the two main issues for this team this year, right? It's lack of three point shooting is number one. I mean, that's in its own stratosphere. And number two is the size and rebounding and, and, and that toughness inside of not letting the other team get second chances, you would hope that the combination of Love, Zeller, Yurt, obviously with Ban, starts to solve that down the stretch, and maybe Love also helps you with the threes.
3: Will, what's now with 23 games remaining, it starts tonight, what's the goal for this Heat team moving forward? You go, you get your buyout acquisitions, you add Kevin Love, you're hoping that jump starts your offense a little bit. Should it be simply to avoid the play-in game or one of the Mm play-in seeds, right, one of the top six seeds, and be healthy for the playoffs the hope there is that you avoid Boston and Milwaukee in the first round or should it be to really gear up here final stretch and try to get one of the top four seeds I know it doesn't seem likely you're five games back of the Cavs for that four seed but five games is not insurmountable what should be the main goal for
2: Miami moving forward I think the main goal is get the four or five. I think the main goal is right now get the four or five. Get in that combination of a four or five game where you're, obviously you avoid the plan as you said. You avoid the Bucks or Celtics immediately. Uh, I don't think anybody's too worried, and I don't mean this to speak for the Heat internally, but I think they have confidence again. It's anybody, but I think you look at the matchup with Philly. As good as Philly's been this year, and they do look improved. Uh, that's a matchup for some reason the Heat have played very well against Philly of late. I mean, it's not a matchup that you're you're, you're saying, oh my gosh, it's over. I mean, you feel you have a chance, but I think avoiding Milwaukee and Boston early. Is the, is the primary goal. Go into the playoffs playing your best, playing your healthiest. Avoid one of those two teams in the first round. And then from there, you, you take your chances. Because if Jimmy gets in playoff, Jimmy and Kevin Love and, and Zeller help with the size and they're shooting the three better, and you know Duncan, Max are giving you something there from the three, and they're playing more to their style and playing the defense they we know they can play, they can be a dangerous team in the playoffs. And I think it's, it's all about positioning. Position yourself to be at your best And the best way to do it is to get that four or five. And they're not that far away from that five. The four, like you mentioned, it might be a stretch for that. But the five, they certainly are in a position that with a good finish, they could be there and be it again. See what happens. It's a playoff-proven team. See what happens. Get out of the first round and take it from there.
1: You, uh, you mentioned Duncan. I was going to ask you about him. I mean, are, are, are there some thought that maybe, you know, he can get it together over the last 20, 30 games of the season? Don't laugh, Crowder, because I don't think it's that absurd. I don't think it's it's absurd to think that Duncan Robinson can get back to form if you're expecting Kevin Love to come in and do the same. Like, I mean, what like you're expecting someone to do something better than they've done for mm-hmm. the first part of this season. So why not Duncan? I, am I the only one that thinks Duncan might find a little resurgence in the uh, in the remaining games, or, or am I on an island on this one?
2: You are not the only one. You're not. and, and But in the list of people, which, by the way, includes me, I think we might be a little crazy. You know, think that that's just he's just going to morph back into the Duncan we've seen. There's so much of Duncan that it's it's kind of you're wondering what is really wrong because he's, to go from such an elite shooter, right? To now a guy that you really can't count on for to, to you know low thirty thirty two thirty three percent is a huge drop. How much of that is mental? How much of it is physical? I would think it's more on the mental side that some of this stuff has gotten to Duncan that he's just got to continue to work through. And he's even pointed out like, look, it's hard. You're up and down, this and that, in and out. It's very hard on the guy who's who you know got used to playing and used to playing well. But I do think there's a part of that Heat staff that knows him well enough and knows how good of a shooter he can be that you're going to keep plugging him in there and giving him chances. Look, his first game back, right? He came back from that surgery, uh, got a little conditioning in, and they played him right before the break. I think he took seven threes that game, only made a couple, but he—they're going to put him in there and expect him to shoot. And the hope is he's going to start hitting those shots because we know what he can do, the difference he can make, and just a how about a thirty-six, thirty-seven percent Duncan from three. Is a huge upgrade to a team that's been one of the worst of the NBA at shooting threes this season.
0: Sir, come on, Will. Are we dreaming here? Thirty-seven percent? got not even play, Will? Uh, no, quickly, I mean, will. look, he's thirty-nine, forty in his career at time. You know, there's,
2: it's it's the hope. How about that? Let's let's leave it at that.
1: I got you. And he yeah, will play if he, if he shoots thirty-seven percent from three, he will play. They'll fight. They. They would love nothing more than to be able to find 25 minutes for Duncan Robinson because he's shooting
0: lights out. Hawk, cut that check. Duncan's giving you in half and I'll start talking good about <laughs> him too. <laughs> hey, we one more addition. I'm actually more excited about what the hell is Cody Zeller going to do for the team?
2: Man, that's a good question because I thought it's funny. Yesterday, everybody went for Kevin Love and there's Cody Zeller. Hey, there's the newcomer, big seven footer. I mean, I would hope to, you know, I, I don't know what their plans are with Yurt yet. Yurt's going to probably go to the G League and get some work, because Yurt's a fascinating guy, but I wonder if it's too late in the season to have Yurt really be impactful this year, you know? I know they like Yurt, and I like Yurt a lot, and we saw the double-doubles he was putting up, and there's still things to his game he needs to work on, obviously, and strengthen, but Zeller's a proven guy. If you look at his track record outside of last year where he got hurt, he's kind of that you know, tough guy, nobody notices, goes out there and gets 7.7 rebounds in his minutes, and it gives you productive minutes. Can he be that again after kind of a year away? I mean, is can he be that kind of guy? You would hope, but where does he fit? You know what I mean? Where does is he the straight backup big to ban and then you know the deadman minutes go to Zeller eventually? I mean, is that the way it's going to work? Or if that's the case, I think he would absolutely be impactful. Certainly more. Look, I know Dwayne gets a lot of heat from Heat fans, and he certainly wasn't good this season in the minutes he played. But he had been productive before. If he can give you anything close to that production, you're pretty happy given the addition of Love and hopefully the improvement internally of other guys.
3: We've talked a lot, Will, about Duncan Robinson, hopefully some sort of reemergence from his his play. And I think the Heat showed us that they prioritized the front court through their buyouts, right? Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. So to me, the way I interpret that is they also see another guy who hasn't been playing very well this season, Kyle Lowry. As a guy who hopefully can get healthy, I did see the report that they're hoping mm. he may rejoin them on this trip at some point. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think, more so than anything, like they're hoping that he is going to be a better version of himself moving forward. Because I think everybody would agree that as bad as he's played this season, and I know Heat fans are frustrated with him, they can't be a team that can contend with Milwaukee or Boston, which is ultimately the goal, if everything comes together correctly, without a healthy and productive Kyle Lowry.
2: I'm glad you said it because that's the truth. And I tell people that all the time and they laugh almost more than mentioning that Duncan could turn it around is that Kyle can help them be the team they want to be. And people laugh it off. And we've seen it now that I'm not saying that that's guaranteed, that that's what Kyle's going to come back and be, but any form of the good Kyle we've seen in stretches in Miami. And, and, by, and by the way, as, as pessimistic as people have gotten over Kyle, and I, and I get it because it's been frustrating to watch. He has had good moments here. If you get any version of those good moments, a, it's a huge help to the team, right? I mean, it's a different team and B it's the only way they can really compete as those teams, as you just mentioned. I mean, I love Gabe Vincent. I think Gabe is a very good starter. I think he's fine, but when you don't have the flexibility of having Kyle and Gabe, you know, the one, two punch coming off the bench, giving you those minutes, the ball distribution, the pace, the offense just gets stagnant way too often. And that's a big problem. So to your point, yeah, I think yesterday's supposed said no timetable for Kyle, but he's progressing and they just want to get him to full health so that he can help them. If he gets their guys in this final 20-game push, let's say five, ten games from now, him at a just serviceable version of Kyle Lowry makes this team significantly better, and and they're going to need that if they really are going to compete against the Boston's and Milwaukee's and even the Phillies as you get into the playoffs.
1: Who has a better chance of returning to serviceable, though? Duncan Robinson or Kyle Lowry? Because I would submit to you, Duncan Robinson has been more serviceable recently than Kyle <laughs> Lowry's been during his tenure. I know right. you say he's got a couple, you know, flashes, but he never had the kind of uh, flash that Duncan Robinson had.
2: Maybe not at the highest level in a heat uniform, but last year going into the playoffs, Kyle was rolling and looked good. Then he hurt himself, slowed down, and we know he struggled a bit in the playoffs. But there were times, and even this year, I mean, the first – 20 games of the season, he was carrying the heat. Maybe that's part of why his knee's been banged up. But he played, you know, fifth most minutes in the NBA, and he was single-handedly carrying them night in and night out, playing 36 minutes and making big plays. I don't think you're going to see that, Kyle, because the last version of Kyle we saw was getting blown by defensively on every play and couldn't blow by anybody offensively. And you can't have your point guard play like that. So that's why Spole was very careful yesterday in saying, Kyle at health until he's healthy they're not going to throw the version of Kyle we saw up until you know a, a month or two ago out on the court anymore they're just not because it's a liability on offense and defense all
1: right will manso i think we would be remiss and i know crowder uh thinks that this is an insult but i take it as a uh, point of pride our miami hurricanes just might be a basketball school agree or disagree <laughs>
2: I mean, it's getting there, right? I mean, it's it, listen. We, first of all, we're back. We got hit with NCAA sanctions, so right off the bat, we're back, baby. We're, we're, we got something going, even though it's women's basketball. We still got something, so the U's back in that way. But I, we take huh, great, think, we
1: take great pride in that. It, strangely enough, I was like, that's how huh, we measure our women's, ba- we're, we're, women's basketball, basketball team. A- the King, Cavender twins yeah. and NIL infractions. I'm
2: like, there we go. <laughs> now <laughs> we're
0: talking. <laughs> now we're back.
2: Now we're back. But to your point, the Chiller Vegas team, who, who are sanctioned free, hopefully, right now, they are, to me, guys, I don't think it's crazy that, like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I'm like, I think they are legit Final Four teams. I think they are built to be a team that can make a run deep into the NCAA tournament. They have depth. They finally have a little more size. They got experience. They have a nice balance in the backcourt. They got a great head coach. They look like a team prime that's, first of all, about to win the ACC and primed to make a run deep into the tournament. I'm excited for March and what's to come with him.
0: Yeah, Will. And I'm with y'all, too. I was just thinking maybe you should just go ahead and fold the football program because money can be allocated <laughs> elsewhere.
1: <laughs> That's jealousy <sighs> you know, talking, polar- Will. That's jealousy a polar- talking, polar. Will. There was a, no, there was a know- time... There, there was a time where uh, University of Florida had a great basketball squad, a little Joe Kim Noah action. You talking and, about? You
0: talking about Urban's time at Florida as well, when we were and, winning national championships in Boston. National and you're, championships, you know you you true. probably are yearning for those days, but those days are behind the program, and those days have landed
1: yes. firmly in the lap of the University of Miami. I, I see where I see where you would
2: be longing for. Listen, uh, I don't look at the football schedule. I look the football schedule. Watch out! We got at least seven, eight wins coming. We are on. We're moving our way up.
1: Including spring, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my love of the basketball uh, squad right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope the best for baseball. Uh, Will Manso, uh, yeah. local 10, Bally Sports, Sun, and it is Kevin Love Night in Miami, even though it's in Milwaukee. But in Miami, it's Kevin Love Night. Thank you for making time for us, Will. Anytime, guys.